two, one, yours. And welcome back. This is Focus Target, the podcast, back with our first episode of 2016. I am your host, Smiley, with me as always, my cohorts, Van and Shy. Gentlemen. Evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year indeed. And this episode marks our 14th Focus Target podcast episode. That means we did 13 in the year 2015. Uh, perhaps that's lucky, perhaps that's not, but hopefully we'll shoot for more than 13 new episodes in 2016 if uh, the Lord and you guys are willing. Today, since it is our first episode of the new year, we thought we'd go down memory lane a little bit and talk about some of our uh, favorites, bests, and disappointments from the year 2015 and as they relate to video games. Uh, so we've kind of put together our typical award show that everybody wants to do this time of year, uh, kind of highlighting each of our picks for games that came out in and around 2015. Uh, before we get to that, however, we do have a question of the day. And the last time you were with us, we had a question of the day asking what we all wanted for qu- Christmas. So today's question of the day is, what's the best thing you got for Christmas? And uh, Van, I'm going to start with you. Van, what is the best thing you got for Christmas this year? What did year? I say I wanted? I couldn't remember. I have no idea. <laughs> we huh. probably should have listened to that I, beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what I, I feel wanted. Like, I don't remember what you wanted. <laughs> I kind of feel like this would be a good segue into what I actually got. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and listen. Maybe it'll be a cleanup item. A Barbie but Dream Hotel? Maybe, uh, maybe it's Half-Life maybe? 3. Probably was Half-Life 3. <laughs> but the um, what actually the best thing I got for Christmas was it, it just so happens to be game related um my wife surprised me with a uh, collector's edition book as well as video game of fallout 4 so i was super excited when i opened it obviously i've talked about it a ton on these podcasts um was really and looking forward to did it did you not I, have fallout 4 i did not i, ne- I never oh. did this is the only time i actually really held off buying a game because i have sure. the compulsive nature of buying everything that is new when it comes out upon release and um, with regards to video games even if whether or not I've completed the last 14 games that I'm behind so this was the only one that I was trying to be real disciplined and adult like and saying you know I'm not going to go out and get it as much as I want and it was a real test to me because this is one of the most anticipated games for me so being able to actually not go out and get it knowing it was the most anticipated kind of was you know just a, a test of my own sheer will well, uh, well, good so job happy. that's always that's always the first rule of the holidays is you don't buy anything for yourself around the holidays because then you step on people's gift giving toes well i learned that now i used to buy everything but <laughs> i'm glad i didn't this time so this time i did i did wait and and it was it was really awesome when i opened that bad boy up which is kind of cool because we will talk about it a little bit later on today um, but yeah, I just squeezed that into 2015. Um, awesome Christmas gift, and I'm super excited. Well, right on, man. That sounds pretty badass. Uh, what about you, Shy? Did you get anything cool for Christmas? Um, and so technically, uh, I got this on Christmas Eve, but uh, I got to go see the new Star Wars movie with my parents, which oh, was pretty cool. cool. Oh, snap. Um, I see them like three times a year because they live halfway across the country, but uh. You know, I'd held off to seeing it. I waited about two weeks. They waited about two weeks. Fortunately, we never we didn't have any major spoilers. Um, we were all able to avoid those, and it was just really cool being able to watch it with them. And then obviously, we t- you know, I was there for about a week. We talked about it all week and different theories, and and we actually went and saw it again. So it was it was good. You know, As I understand something... it, oh, go ahead. You go also ahead, exercised your Second Amendment right. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Okay, very elaborate. Good job. Go ahead, not, Smiley. Not as good as seeing the new Star Wars movie, I'd say that. <laughs> huh. Well, I was just going to mention that I, I, I don't know how it's been where you guys live, although I, maybe I do know how it's been where Shy lives because he just told us. But I feel like around here, people have, have been very considerate, uh, spoiler-wise, about Star Wars. Uh, even now, most of the major spoilers, like I haven't heard a lot of people, you know, either like what usually when people are talking about it, they try to pay attention to who's around before they start spouting stuff off. And that's kind of cool. It's almost kind of that Star Wars is such a collective thing. Like, nobody really wants to be that guy who says, the, you know, Luke, I am your father, you know, as happened with Empire Strikes Back. I'm surprised What's it been like in Cali? The, in, same. Same in Cali. Um, same with, um, su- this is the biggest surprise. Same with the internet and a lot of sites yeah. that I frequent. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely. crazy how they're, but I don't know, maybe it's just the Star Wars camaraderie. Obviously, yeah, that's you have what I'm trolls thinking. who are trolls. Well, of course, but they're always going to be It seems like they're doing there, a good job of trying not to. I've been very impressed, and that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm glad I saw it right away because I was afraid that right, it's on some random message board, you know, I'm gonna I be looking at the Final Fantasy Record Keeper stuff, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I yep. can't believe blah blah blah." And so. Shy actually brought up a good point because we, we've been um, beta testing uh, Blade and Soul, and he even brought a good point, and he was like, "You know what? I'd hate to go into this game because like there might be somebody shouting in like global stuff uh, about yeah, about yeah. the and I'm like you're absolutely oh, man. right man MMOs so I, are the most uh, dangerous place. Well, I've been yeah. playing terror regularly and I kept like I was said I was going to mute the global channels and I never did and then I realized later that like I never saw anything like you know, I never anything. saw anything on the chat yeah. like like that's the thing that you would think people would be shouting left and right yeah. But, yeah, right I don't know yeah it's I almost knew... it's almost like Star Wars is too sacred to troll that hard I, I never knew Jar Jar was going to be a Sith Lord. Like, it was so you ra- known ra- that. weird. It was, it was so obvious. Didn't you watch Robot Chicken Star Wars? No, of course you haven't. Shame on you both. Shot, you've seen something. All right, I'm sorry. Um, what came first, talk- the robot or the chicken? Uh, well, let's talk about Smiley for yeah, a second. Yeah, Smiley, what was oh, your gift? Oh, right. So what I got for Christmas this year was not game-related, but uh, my girlfriend got me a pretty awesome gift, and it's, uh, it's actually a ziplining tour. Wait, I guess a ziplining what? Tour. Oh, that's, oh, wow. Yeah, so I guess what you do is you, you hike up a mountain, and then instead of having to turn around and hike your ass back down, you ho- you hook yourself up on a zipline, and you, like, zipline back down the mountain, and apparently you get, like, a an Wait. awesome view, and, yeah. I'm, bo- I'm both impressed and confused. <laughs> like, the whole tool, like, like with a zipline no, 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 and everything? No, not tool, to- uh, tour, tour. Oh, a zipline tour. Yeah. Okay. Tour. Oh, that's like she, she, she did not actually buy me the zipline. <laughs> you're like, itself. you're straight. I don't know. You're straight. 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 You're it's pretty awesome i think hiking is annoying because you get to the top and then you have to turn around and go right back down and i'm usually tired by the time i get to the top let alone having to walk all the way back down so i think it's gonna be pretty cool uh we're kind of holding off until it warms up a little bit because in colorado it's cold in the winter unlike some places um but but i'm looking forward to it i thought it was really cool it was very unexpected i had no i had no uh no uh idea that i was getting that so it was it was way cool that's awesome dude Congrats, man. That sounds like a cool present. Sounds yeah, like something we got to do next time we come visit. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, hopefully by the time you guys come out here again, I'll have done it and I can give you a review on how badass it was. Nice. 
All right, well, that was good. If you, as our listeners, have a question of the day that you'd like to submit to us, please uh, please feel free to do so. Our contact info will be given at the end of the podcast. All right, gentlemen, we have a lot to get through, so let's get right through it. Our first category for our 25, uh, 2015 Focus Target Awards are the best surprise of 2015. Game-wise, Van, what was your biggest surprise for 2015? Well, I think you're going to run down the categories so everybody can oh, get excited. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. All right, so so, uh, so here's the categories that we have for today. Our categories are best surprise, biggest disappointment, most played game of 2015, best pre-2015 game that we were still playing in 2015. <laughs> that, that's, that's a mouthful. We should have yeah, come up with a better dude. category name than that. <laughs> uh, but whatever, we're keep going. Best indie game developed, and then our favorite game of 2015 is kind of the championship category. And then we'll look forward and say, what is our most anticipated game coming out in 2016? So let's start back at the top with the best surprise. Van, I'll ask you again, what was your biggest or best surprise for 2015's game, Stable? My best surprise um, is a game that I talked about, I believe, on the most recent podcast about Disc in the Drive and, and all that good stuff, Part Part Tree. And it actually, um, I have to thank Shy for introducing me to it, um, but it's the game Until Dawn, the thriller, suspense, horror game um, that I ended up doing. Essentially what Shy did was share playing, since I'm too big of a wuss to want to play uh, scary games on my own. Um, I needed to share play, so at least I knew somebody else was seeing what I was seeing or, or can hear what I was hearing. So and... someone could hear you scream and... Well, I would it. <laughs> When I would scream and cry, I just hit the mute button. Oh, well, but, that's no fun. <laughs> so, um, really cool game. What, what surprised me about it um, the most was honestly how much fun I got out of it. Because I don't typically play suspense or thriller. Like I play games. Sometimes you play games because they're a good game, not necessarily because it's a lot of fun, but you just you know it was a good feeling. You know, you go. It, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like game, watching Citizen Kane. Like it's a classic. I've never seen but it. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's not. Or like you know, like not just a game, but there's a lot of classics out there that sure are, yeah. are theoretically well-made movies. You know, yes. they're a well-crafted movie. Schindler's and, List, and, and they're good. Like you can enjoy them, but maybe right. they're not. They're not Independence Day. You know, they're not. Right. You know, I mean, Independence right. Day. Right. Really. Normally, when I'm playing games, I'm playing them and I'm laughing and we're we're smack talking and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, Thriller, let's play it. Maybe it'll be a good game. It ended up being a good game, a fun game, a funny game at parts at points. Um, just overall the. Biggest surprise, and I'm absolutely um, thrilled that Shy started talking about it so that I can kind of leech off of his uh, interest in the video game in the first place. Yeah, if you want more information about Dawn, uh, was that last podcast or two ago? I think that was just the last one we did. I think it was the it? most recent one, yeah. Yeah, that until Dawn came out, so episode 13, if you're interested in learning more. Yeah, I think um, I went on a six-minute ramble about it without interruption. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, uh, so for for my selection for the biggest surprise of 2015, uh, I'm actually going to pick Rock Band 4. As you may recall, uh, we picked up Rock Band 4 uh, for ourselves, my girlfriend and I, over the Black Friday weekend, and and, and we've played it quite a bit throughout the month of of December, Uh, even though we've been busy with a lot of other stuff we've uh we've really tried to make time to rock and uh it's been a lot of fun um i'm i'm disappointed that it still doesn't have the multiplayer aspect because yeah yeah, seriously and uh the the thing that's been surprising about it because you know i played i've played rock bands in the past i played guitar hero and and honestly i didn't for a long time i didn't really think i was going to pick up rock band 4 because i 
felt like I'd kind of gotten through that. But playing it with somebody else is so much fun. Like, it is the band mechanic that really makes the game enjoyable. Like, I don't really play it very much on my own, maybe here or there. Uh, it's really when, when my girlfriend and I play together and we have a real blast. And I'm still just looking forward to if they ever decide to get their ducks in a row on the multiplayer and be able to play with a bigger band, so to speak. I just think that would, would just be an amazing, amazing time. So what's your, what's your go-to instrument? Uh, well, I, I was always a guitar hero aficionado, so I, I can play the guitar on expert for most of the songs. Some of them, what? it seems like Guitar Hero 4, they've, the, the difficulty on the, the harder tier songs is pretty insane. So there's still a couple that I struggle with, especially because I'm a little out of practice. But um, I've been letting my girlfriend do guitar, and I've been doing drums since she's kind of building up on guitar. She's kind of on the medium-hard area and that's where i am on on drums so we're kind of learning together and kind of improving together rather than me being on something where i'm already like killing it and she's you know trying to ramp right. up so so which one's I'm a singer at, uh we don't have a singer but when we do sing sometimes i'll sing if it's a song i really like uh, my girlfriend doesn't she won't sing not yet one day <laughs> one day maybe she'll sing for me do you I'm have any still raps waiting. are there any raps there, in guitar there, Hero? there is there's actually a couple snoop dog songs and we we uh we downloaded one of them and uh, it was okay. It wasn't as fun to play, but I think it'd be fun to rap. Um, there were a couple others, a couple that I think would be a lot of fun to sing that maybe weren't raps, but like, uh, like there were some flow bots on there. Yeah, uh, handlebars. Handlebars. What? Yeah, I, I downloaded that one. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's on our. We we took we took like four days just like 30 minutes here 30 minutes there trying to go through the entire list of dlc yep. and run oh and like free, like list yep. the songs. Yeah, you have to there's so many songs oh it's so many and good ones unfortunately they're so expensive they're like two dollars yeah. a pop yeah. like you really can't afford it's to get bad. all the ones you want well no but like when you when you when you're looking at like 50 songs you want to yeah. download okay and you're yeah. looking at a lot of money yeah and so we got a little bit of Christmas money from my parents that we ended up oh, deciding sweet, to dedicate to some songs. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of fun, though. It was kind of fun going through all the songs and be like, oh, I love this song, and trying to see, well, which ones do we both like? That way we kind of, you know, pick some that we each like, pick some that we both like. It's been a fun experience. I've, had, I've ended up playing it a lot more than I thought I would, and so I feel like it's, it's nice to justify the, the big price tag on a game like that. Um, but but it's been good, and I think I, I look forward to continuing to rock. I can't wait to be surprised by Rock Band 4. I'm yeah, still waiting well, for multiplayer, and then I'm going to pick it up day one. As soon yeah. as they announce that patch, I'm picking it up. Well, judging by the the stability of the uh, the, the shop, yeah, I don't know if day one is going to be the best time to play multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, I think, I I think next time we get kids. together, I think that's going to be the first time we experience fact, multiplayer. Yeah, yeah that'll be fun, plays. Since Chai owns it and Smiley owns it, I'm gonna let you guys multiplayer. Let me know if it's good enough to get at that point. And our that's listeners. a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good idea. idea. All right, Shy. What about you? Biggest surprise from 2015? Well, yeah. Well, so my biggest surprise, I guess, is similar to Van in that Until Dawn was not on his radar. Uh, Mad Max was not on my radar at all going into into 2015. And I think I started hearing some stuff about it in the summer, and I really didn't decide to buy it until I mean, it came out the very first day of September. Um, and I don't think I really decided to buy it till a week or two before that release date. And uh, and I don't know, I ended up putting like 80 hours into that game and uh, you know, I was going to try to platinum it, but uh, some of the platinum trophies are, are pretty insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know, really enjoyed the game, really fun, really good sense of progression, great driving mechanics, and just really scratch an itch that I had, I guess, at the time for games. Um, 
So I haven't seen the movie yet, and I know that's shame on me because evidently it was a really, it really is good a really movie. good movie. How how uh, how close is the game to the movie? It, it doesn't it doesn't relate to the movie at all. Okay, so it's just kind of like the same universe, but has not storyline or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. The plot itself, I think, like the main antagonist is like loosely related to the villain in the movie, but it's completely loose. Like, like there's no likenesses from the movie on any of the characters. There's like it's just yeah, it's same universe. You play as Mad Max, and you just cause mayhem. Is it open world? Like, I, I it's open world. Pre- so. When I was playing it, I heard a lot of comparisons to Far Cry 4, and I had not played Far Cry 4, right? So then, you know, when I got to, then when I started playing Far Cry 4 this fall, I was able to kind of compare the two, and it's it's similar in, like, the whole, like, radio tower kind of, like, thing. Okay. There's, like, there's, like, in, in Mad Max, there's hot, hot air balloons you go to that then you can, like, scout out the area and see, like, points of interest. Um, there's no air vehicles, so, you, I mean, it feels a little more limiting in your transversal, so the world isn't as big, since you don't have, like, a, like a small helicopter, a small helicopter you can fly around, but... Man, the driving is extremely satisfying, and upgrading that car is just man. It, I mean, it it was oh, one, that's cool. one more so satisfying. As, oh yeah, six a ton, and, and and are meaningful. So like, you can pack your vehicle full of armor and weaponry, but it affects its handling and acceleration and top speed, right? Because you're weighing it down, and so like you have to constantly be making decisions. Like, hey, do I want this huge ramming grill on the top of my car? I I, I talked about this game in episode eight. I don't need to go into it over again. It was, I just biggest surprise to that. That's cool. Do we need yes. to explain open world? Up? Or is that common knowledge? But well, might as well. It doesn't hurt. Okay, Go so ahead. typically, oh, so um, open world style essentially means it's it's typically a third or three D world, meaning you could pan around the entire character and it's uh, non-linear. So the story doesn't force you in, or pigeonhole you into a specific direction. You're actually able to pick up quests from NPCs or go to different locations on your own. Granted, you could defeat the bosses in that general vicinity. Um, Examples of open world is, well, now Mad Max, uh, Metal Gear. uh, The new one is an open world. The previous ones were more linear where you were told exactly what your next phase was going to be. But anything that you can kind of travel along and and progress as you like Fallout 4 or even your previous Fallouts, open world style. The the first game I really think of being a hit open world game was uh was the grand theft auto series grand theft auto yeah. 3 Ooh, good like because you could kind of wander around liberty city or whatever city it was in and it felt it felt more like it in san andreas i think because it was so big but like you 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 could progress the story at your leisure but when you weren't progressing the story you could like if you just wanted to drive around sandbox and rob around. backs and what whatever you want to do um, I guess more theme park than sandbox. And we'll go yeah. into theme park versus sandbox later. All right, so be it. Let's move on. We've, 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 those are our biggest surprises. If uh, and maybe I'll say this a couple times, but if you want to share your biggest surprises of 2015, if you think there's games that we uh, we heinously omitted here, um, please let us know. Again, our contact information will be at the end, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on, on these categories as well. So let's go into the category of shame. The biggest disappointment of 2015. I'm going to start with Shy. Start with Shy. What do you got as your biggest disappointment? So I went to one midnight release this year. Uh, you know, I'm start, starting to get a little bit older. You know, I, I, I realize that I can't really go to a midnight release. Normally, I can't play the game that night and still, you know, do well at work the next day. So normally, I don't do it. But I went to one midnight release this year, and it was Star Wars Battlefront. And I yeah! was like, we talked. It seemed like an EA game. They weren't rushing out the door. You know, it was be you know looked beautiful. It's you know you guys really w- had been big fans of the earlier games in the series, and so I got all super hyped up about a game that we'd all be playing together again. And and while it is beautiful, and while it is 
I think in its own right a great game. It is not what I thought at all, and there's really almost nothing there to keep me playing, unfortunately. And uh, it was a disappointment in that regard to me. You know what's funny, Shike? <clears throat> is that I've only been to one midnight release in my entire life. And it was Star Wars Battlefront. Also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But um, midnight release on the West Coast for the best coast people, like myself, uh, is the 9 o'clock release so that we can catch up to you East Coast people who are in the future. But anyways, nonetheless, I went to there and I picked up the game. And um, it. I don't think it should surprise anybody that this made it on this list. I, I, or maybe two months ago, it probably would surprise everybody or before it was released. But I think after our previous podcast on it, which we all thought was going to be a positive podcast and ended up just being a Star Wars bash. Um, I don't think it should surprise anybody that made it on the list. Yeah, I think I think it probably could have been all of... I think if we had to pick collectively one biggest disappointment between the three of us... Sure. I'm pretty sure Star Wars Battlefront would have been there. And, you know, they're still, I'm sure they're still developing things for it. And, you know, I, I mean, there's always hope for the future. That right, could, who knows what it could add be. some stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's not a, a full-bred condemnation but i think sure. we all so many of us got it um and and we were planning to spend so much time with it and we never did we played a couple times and that was it um oddly enough it was one of only two games that i went to a midnight release for this year uh the other one made my favorite game of the year so i kind of have a best of worst thing <laughs> what's going that here. smiley uh well you'll have to wait and see okay, later in the podcast me. for the moment though i want to talk about my biggest disappointment and my biggest disappointment uh was final fantasy 14 heaven's ward and um i have to qualify that by saying that it wasn't a disappointment in the same way that star wars battlefront was in that it was flawed i think that the development team behind Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward really did a fantastic job. Um, there was a lot of things I did like about it, and I did play it for a, a pretty decent amount of time. It was specifically, the, the reason it was a disappointment to me is because I, for some reason, had had some kind of hope that when they released their first expansion, they were going to kind of change the direction of the game. They were going to make the game a little bit more like the type of game I would want to play, kind of more of a Final Fantasy XI style game. I don't know why I would think that. There was no reason to think that. It was completely deluded, nonsensical hopes on my part. But and for you some know reason, how much? Yeah, you ahead. know how much that type of hope, like how I have, the, I share the same sentiment you do. And I remember you even talked to me about getting this, and I resubbed for Heaven's War because of yes, you. yes, and. Um, I, I agree with your decision. Yeah, I mean, it, it the, what, what was sad to me is, is, is especially the endgame content, the Alexander um, was the new kind of Bahamut's coil for people who've played any Final Fantasy XIV, and I know if you haven't, that probably doesn't mean much to you, but uh, I'm not going to take the time to explain all that because it's, it's not really that relevant. But the endgame content... Uh, when when I when at first when they were first talking about it, it just sounded a lot different. It sounded like it was going to be a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it sounded like. Like I can't remember what I liked about it so much. But 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 I remember when I first hear about, it, I was like, oh, that sounds so much cooler. I really like that. I think that's going to be great. And when I ended up actually doing the content, I found it to be very. Uh, just very uninspiring. Like it, it was, it's kind of the same old thing where you work and work and work and really had to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort because it was so hard. And the rewards you got were just, it was just, you know, a, the same gear piece you're already wearing with a different coloration and, and plus three strength. You know, like I felt like it just, like I felt like the time and effort you had to put in to, to get stuff out wasn't 
equivalent with the, like there's nothing I was really excited about getting and I, and it really kind of killed the excitement for me and, and I've since done subbed and and I was sad because I was uh, I think it was very a lot of very beautiful areas like they they did a very high quality job I don't want to say that it was a bad expansion or that you shouldn't get it or you might not like it I'm just saying it was a disappointment to me personally because it, it wasn't what I was hoping to get so so that's that's my disappointment uh well, you know, one day they will make an MMO for me. They I won't. don't know when. They will, Van. I'm going to... And it's I'm, not just for you. It's for us. And maybe, people like us. Maybe. There's still hope. Where there's life, there's hope. I'm not going to give up hope. Well, and I think... Because I, I mean, I think that if 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 you you said that Star Battlefront might be the most collectively big, biggest disappointment of the year for all of us, I think that fourteen would probably be the maybe a next possible one, right? Because yeah, I, sure. I I echo a lot of the sentiment you had. Like I went into that very honeymoon stage. Like this is gonna save my fourteen experience. You know, I mean, I was starting to lose interest in the game. Like this will this will do it. Like this will get me excited again. And you know, now I've unsubbed as well. And I think I do think though, if there's any MMO out there that might one day implement some of the stuff we're looking for, it mm. might be fourteen. Like I yeah? think that. I I think that Yo- wow. I mean, Yoshi P. I think like I think he he's an old school MMO player, and so like and I think a lot of the people in, who play fourteen, you know, who are the hardcore players, they came from games like eleven, and so I think they do get a lot of feedback, you know, from people missing, you know, eleven like features, and I think they're constantly evolving that game. They're constantly listening to the, their customers. So who knows? In a couple, you know, in a year or so, maybe they will start implementing some of the more older school older school yeah. systems. Well, who maybe knows? that maybe that's why I had that hope. Maybe it wasn't completely misguided because because i feel like the development team for that game has done a remarkable job um with listening to the feedback from from their players and making quality of life changes i mean it's it's in my opinion 14 is one of the best produced mmos i've ever seen yeah uh, i mean they do they do a fantastic job and so maybe that's why so and i think you're right i mean if if there's a game to keep your eye on for the future i feel like that's one of them because you never know what new direction they may take it and it, it could be something awesome and since it's already such a high-quality project, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's pretty good. All right, Van, what about you? What's your biggest disappointment now that we've stolen your thunder on two previous awards? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this probably isn't as popular as an opinion, but it's okay because it's my biggest disappointment. Um, it would have to be Mortal Kombat X. Uh, the honeymoon wore off quickly i was really excited about this game it came out in uh, april which also coincides with the month of my birthday so i was like hey let's get myself a cool birthday present haven't bought a mortal kombat game since geez maybe super uh, snes but i was really excited about this one the graphics looked amazing everything looked good um but i picked up this game and some games it's okay to just be what you were before but prettier for some reason, Mortal Kombat X didn't work for me. I don't know why it was a prettier game, or in Mortal Kombat terms, a more ridiculously gory, um, insane game, but with brutalities and everything. But it was just Mortal Kombat. It wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't anything innovative. It wasn't anything, unfortunately, special. I know it got great reviews, um, so it's not going to be a popular opinion, but it just didn't work for me, and I didn't play it much, and I think I sold it recently. So... Unfortunately, it is what it is, but maybe I'll try the next iteration. I, I never, I never played. The, in fact, the only Mortal Kombat game I ever played was the first one on the Super Nintendo, which I still have. And even that, I felt like I, I played it and it was all right, but I never really understood why everybody liked it so much. It just felt so clunky compared to Street Fighter Two. Like it felt like an inferior product, and so I never, I was never big on the Mortal Kombat hype train. I mean, fighting circles are very like. Uh... 
polarizing though, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. that you have your Street Fighter people, you have your Mortal Kombat people. Like I've always I've always was drawn to Dead or Alive because of the speed of the combat, right? Like I hated Mortal Kombat because it felt like it was like you said clunky. Street Fighter is almost too technical for me. So I don't know. I think the fighting mm. circles are very and, polarizing. And you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm more of a Street Fighter type and that's why even without knowing it I have a bias. Fair point. All right, gentlemen, our next category, most played game of 2015. What game kept you playing most of the year? What game did you really put the most time on? And um, I know I know it's going to be hard because, you know, different types of a game, the time you spend with a game doesn't necessarily <clears throat> indicate its quality. I mean, there's a lot of short games that are really great. And, uh, you know, a lot of longer games that maybe aren't so great aren't... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I'm not sure what I'm saying, but I'm going to keep going. All right, most played game of 2015. I'm going to start with this one. You guys know what it's going to be. It's Final Fantasy Record Keeper for the iOS. Um, I have talked on numerous podcasts about this game. I'm still playing it even today. It is slowing down for me a little bit, um, but I've been able to get a couple of my friends into the games, which has been which has been cool. It's been a long and hard journey to get people to play Record Keeper. Um, both of my podcast cohorts have been resistant, but uh, I've got a couple friends who play now, and that's been really cool to have somebody to talk to about some of the uh, you know the ins and outs and the strategy, um, and that's kind of giving it some new life. And and now it's more just something I play out of habit and something to to keep me going. It is an awesome game, and uh, I've I've enjoyed it vigorously this year, and I expect to keep playing it pretty pretty deeply into 2016. Is your other friend Cabby? <clears throat> no, he hasn't played either. Is it's, it uh, Lemon? Tankin. It's Tankin. Uh, Tankin. Right. And, ah, and my and my son both play. So those are the only two people I know. Gotcha. All right, what's next, Van? Um. I share this one, um, well, I, I shouldn't say I share this one, but mine was, uh, and it should be no surprise, Destiny, The Taken King. We've oh, talked too. about it tremendously. Um, very, very good game. However, it is it is a grind, especially when you're trying to run multiple characters. So um, it, it took the dedication and the time to get all your characters up to endgame status, and then when you're endgame, you want to try it with your hunter, and then you want to try it with your warlock, and then you want to try the same endgame with your titan, and... They added some really awesome in-game dungeons and stuff like that, um, or the, the new raid, the King's Fall raid, and some cool challenges that just uh, really kept me coming back to the game to keep it kind of fresh. Um, and as a matter of fact, we even got a raid scheduled later on this night, so it should be fun. Yep, everything you said. Wow. <laughs> I've, I've, assessment. I've, I've played the game a lot, Ditto. let's say that. <laughs> And this one, this one, I don't think would be under my most played because I haven't played it nearly as much. I did spend some time with it. Uh, I definitely played it more. I think in 2014, um, I definitely spent my share of time with Destiny, and, and and I think it's a worthy, a worthy adversary, uh, or a worthy competitor to other games, uh, on on any category really. All right, uh, let's go on to our next category, and this one is the best. Let me say it slowly. The best pre 2015 game. That we were still playing in 2015. Shy, what do you got? Um, for me, it was uh, Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition, which is the version, the console version of Diablo 3. Um, played this a ton with a couple of our friends um, that we play like Destiny with and other things. And man, I mean, they did a such. I think what a lot of people like I, myself when I heard they were bringing Diablo 3 to console, I was like, "What? Like that's gonna be terrible!" And man, they nailed it. The controls are great. It's fast paced. It works so well on console. Like I, I mean, I mean, Smiley knows. I used to play the PC, the PC version of the very same game with Smiley. Put hundreds of hours into the PC version of Diablo 3, and I gave all that up to go to the console. And I, I don't look back. Like I think I'll, I'll probably never go back and play the console the pc version again but really good game played it a lot this year 
as a notification to people who do still play the PC version, uh, the next big content patch is scheduled for next week and has some pretty cool stuff. So um. if, you, if you've played D3 in the past and you, you kind of long for those days, I, I know there's some pretty cool stuff coming out in patch 2.4. Uh, so you can read about that on Battle.net, of course. So I've got, I've got a notification for the people that play the console version, and there's a patch 2.4 that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, right, cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. There, there is, there is the, uh, a similar content patch for the console version. But I know one of the big draws for the PC version is the seasons, which I don't think console has. Yeah. So th- they're doing some different stuff with the seasons, which I find interesting and, and, and kind of motivating. So um, that's why I called out PC specifically. Uh, my uh, best pre twenty fifteen game we still play in twenty fifteen uh, has to be DFO Dungeon Fighter Online, which um, was revived. Um, it's it, it it was re-released in 2015, but it's a game from I don't know what what was it, like 20 2011 2012 shy that we used to play that game. I mean it, it was it was a number of years old. Um, and we we played it back in the day, and then it, it kind of was reborn. Um, here in 2015, and they re-released it and kind of did some did some updates. And and I played it for quite a bit of time over the course of the year. Um, it was pretty good. I I kind of I kind of burnt out on it i think i played it a little bit too much and and i haven't played it in a number of months now but i'm glad it's back i'm glad it's still there i'm glad if i wanted to pick it back up i could and uh, if again we we've talked about dfo a little bit but if if you're interested in a in a great side scrolling beat em up that had a child with a hardcore rpg korean rpg um dfo is something you should definitely check out it's uh, it's free to play so uh, you can find it online they have a facebook page i believe dungeon What's fighter it? online wasn't it released and then closed and then re-released? Yes, again. Yes, that's what in, happened in, in the U.S. Like it's been the, going strong in Asia. Gotcha. The whole time, yes, but. it's in yeah in China and Korea. It's it's been it's one of the top selling games uh, out there, top profitable games, I should say. But here it it kind of kind of crashed and burned. They didn't make enough money. The the was it was the, Nexon. The, 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 yeah, the, pub- the, the publisher. publisher right? Yeah, they burned it into the ground. Yeah, they 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 did a lot of things bad. They have really bad customer support, and they I don't think they really value their Western audiences as much. Uh, they are a, they are a, an, an Asian company, and and they just uh, they did a lot of things that I think hurt the game and hurt the the in-game economy, and it ended up closing down. But then a different publisher, uh, the original developers of the game, if I remember correctly, um, Neeple, kind of took it over. So it's a new publisher and kind of a new look. And it seems like they're going strong. I said I haven't played in a while, but it seems like they're still they're still releasing content pretty regularly. So, All right, Van, what about you? What's your best pre-2015 game that we're still playing here in 2015? So mine is an FPS MMORPG. It would be and a first-person shooter, massively multiplayer online RPG. That's correct, role-playing game. And the only part that made it role-playing was the fact that you can actually upgrade your, your character, but I use that loosely, just for silliness. Anyways, the uh, first-person shooter, Planetside 2. Um, awesome game. Actually, my wife and I started playing it again this year. Uh, got really, really, really well, um, not back just into your, it. Not just your wife and you. I think there's oh, a couple yeah. other people who started playing with yeah, you Yeah, there were a couple time. of people who played with us for about seven days. Yeah. And then not anymore. <laughs> and that was... The two cohorts here, Shy and Smiley. So we played. Um, unfortunately, they they just stopped playing a little we, bit afterwards. I we can't played I for more than seven days. Like that. We yeah, played but for a something while. else came out that took your attention away, and I can't remember what it was. Isn't that how it always goes? Sure. 
nonetheless, um, my wife and I, um, Shini, kept playing. Uh, actually, even joined an outfit. Got pretty. I, I got my highest character on this most recent Planet Side Two binge, as opposed to even the first time when I started playing Planet Side Two. So, um, what's cool about this as being not only the best pre. 2015 game we still played in 2015 was the fact that the reason I was playing in 2015 was because it was released on PS4 in 2015. And that kind of revitalized my um, love for the game. I tried playing on PS4 and I was like, hey, it's Planetside. Um, the first week it was really clunky. The servers were pretty bad. It was non-responsive. In fact, I remember all three of us trying to play on PS4 together and we couldn't even <laughs> see each other. Because um, the lag was so <laughs> yeah, bad. That was terrible. <laughs> that was so so bad. then we were like, why are we doing this? We have it on PC, all of us. We all have characters on PC with Station Cash, which is now Daybreak Cash. Um, but so I jumped up the PC and sure enough, it was everything that I remembered it being and more because there were some new weapons, some new guns and stuff. So uh, a lot of fun. I encourage anybody who hasn't played it since uh, November or, la or since 2012 or 2013 who haven't played it, go back in. Um, the game is still really, really fun. A uh, great shooter. So Planet Side 2. All right, uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do our next category, which is the best indie game. We're only gonna talk about this one very briefly. Um, Van, what do you got for best indie game? Man, this is hard to talk about briefly, but I'll do my best. Um, it's a game called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, and this just barely squeaked into my um, my twenty six or twenty fifteen game. Uh, Shy, Sheeny, myself, and um, our other buddy Z actually played this over the weekend. Um, so I guess technically we played it in 2016, but it came out in 2015. It's a game that is about a bomb, and you have to defuse it. However, you have um, experts, three bomb, or however many bomb experts you, you want, but you have one person who can see the bomb. There's different modules. That individual has to explain the module to the other person they are playing with, whether it be one, two, three, or four other people. They have printed out manuals, or you can use online PDFs, but you have to go through a ton of different scenarios, like a dozen different scenarios um, with regards to modules. And the most fun about it is obviously there's a timer, so there's a suspense. Um, they can't see the bomb, you can't see the diffuser manual, and you just have to articulate what you see and do a good job of communicating um, in order to not explode or not explode everybody else in the game. It could be a really good party game too if you bring it on a laptop and some manuals for everybody. I encourage anybody to get it. $15 currently on Steam. It's absolutely a steal. Best indie game by far for me. Alright, Shai, what about you? Um, I played a game earlier uh, in the year in 2015 that uh, was called Mercenary Kings. It uh, I played in 2015. It came out in 2014 actually, but I played it with a buddy and it was, uh, if you think of like a game like Contra but with RPG elements, that would perfectly describe this game. It was a lot of fun, a great like side-scrolling shooter, but like you can level up your guns, you can customize your guns, you can do all kinds of cool stuff. A lot of fun. Um, played on PS4. Yeah, would recommend. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I didn't really, I, I couldn't really find a good indie game to talk about, and so I picked one that actually came out in October of 2014, but I played it when it was released on PSN as the free game of the month for PS Plus members. And it was Dust, an Elysian Tale. And uh, I never actually finished that game. I really should go back and, and do so. It's it's a good game. I just It's kind of a side-scrolling, side uh, I believe the category that people call it is uh, Metroidvania, where you kind of explore and uh, fight on a kind of 2D side-scrolling thing, and you have to kind of... You know, there's different areas, some places you can't get to right away, so you have to go back and kind of remember where things were, and you power up your character as you go, but uh, it, it was just a lot of fun to play. I enjoyed it, and uh, uh, and for a, you know, for a small production game that I was able to get for free on PSN, it, it was the first thing that really came to mind for me, so... 
All right, well, next up is the category that we're all very excited to talk about, the favorite game of 2015. And if you want to find out our favorite games from 2015, you can do so after this short commercial break. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, it's a new year and this is what I've got to say. If you don't like my raps, if you don't like these words, if you don't like the stuff on Focus Targets you heard, then you better hustle up and find a better podcast, one that tickles your fancy, one that makes you laugh. But if you like Focus, Focus Target, well, we're glad you're here. We'll keep talking and rapping at you for a whole nother year. Now where my Wookiees at? Wookie, Wookie, Wookie. And we're back. This is Focus Target. And, no, I went back at the end of the year and listened to all of our Focus Target raps for the past 13 episodes. And I just want to apologize to the public, (laughs) to the masses, to humanity, to any aliens that might one day listen to this podcast in the the far distant future. Um, I I have no excuse. I blame it on using a four-inch plastic boom mic to rap into. Yeah, that might have something to do with it, but I don't know if we can bl- It's a poor carpenter that blames his tools, man. <laughs> Smiley didn't tell us to be a special guest on the show today. Chewbacca was here. I was surprised. Yeah, we like to introduce Chewie to the studio when, whenever we can. He's He's been busy lately. He's actually right. a soundboard engineer. Without, without further ado, the favorite game of 2015. I'm going to start... And uh, this probably won't be a surprise. Maybe it will be a surprise to people because you probably think I'm going to say Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I'm not. My favorite game of 2015 was The Witcher 3. Um, I forget the subtitle. Sorry, let me look at it. I've got it. Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt, Witcher 3. Uh, this game was could have won the biggest surprise uh, category for me because it actually lived up to the hype in my opinion it's been a long time since I feel like a game has been billed as this great game that everyone's going to love and it's going to be so good and blah 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 and it's going to be game of the year and it's going to blow your mind and it just seems like the games never live up to the hype but Witcher 3 did for me like it was as good as I had hoped it would be and then better um, it's 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 just it's a beautiful game it's fun to just go and explore and, and fight and gather things uh, the combat isn't revolutionary but it's easy to pick up and it's it's it, the game is challenging uh, enough to for, especially for someone like me who's maybe not that great at those type of games you know it keeps me on my toes it keeps me um you know keeps me guessing and and the thing i like most is that it's a game that while it's an action rpg game it's a game that really focuses on strategy and pre-preparation and like it's it, it was it's still to this day as as i play it as as i come across new challenges the the satisfaction that you get from kind of studying what kind of enemy you're going to be fighting looking them up what's his weaknesses what what strategies do i need to employ what potions and weapons should i be using and then taking down an enemy that's that's like a higher level or is really dangerous and using to your advantage all the tools in, in your toolkit uh, to be able to then to then triumph over that enemy is 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 a it feels like an accomplishment. It feels like you put the work in and you beat that enemy not just because you had a better sword or you pushed the X button more quickly than than he was able to dodge, but like you feel like you earned your victory. And uh, I just I just feel like they did a great job with that game and and I've enjoyed playing. It. I still haven't finished it. I'm 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 still playing through it here and there, trying to 
take my time with it and like I kind of don't want the game to end uh, there's actually some DLC out there now as well so uh, it seems like it's a game I'm probably going to be playing well into 2016 as well so that's nice. my game of the game of the year for for me, Witcher Three. What about you, uh, Shy? What what's your pick? Um, it was tough for me, and not because there were so many great games that I thought that came out this year, but because it was hard for me to actually decide. Like, no, it was hard for me to pick a game that stood out to me as like my favorite game of the year. Um, and I don't know, maybe like you would think that the game you played the most, you know, would be your favorite game, but I don't know. Um. I think my choice would be to, would be Destiny of the Taken King. And, I mean, it's a game that we've talked a lot about on the podcast, both its original iteration, its expansions, as well as, you know, the Taken King, which came out this year. But, uh, I mean, that game still continues to be probably one of the most fun games, I think, that is on the market to this day, um, you know, to play with other people um, as far as, you know, the, the feel of the gameplay, how the guns feel. You know, how the classes, how the subclasses feel in combat and also just, you know, the raids they design, the challenge and the satisfaction of actually clearing them or clearing the challenge modes they release. Um, just it's also a very fun game, very satisfying. I mean, on the same on the same note, though, there I mean, there's a lot about the game that is disappointing. And so, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet game. Um you know, and I think a lot of games are like that. I mean, it's not, I can't look at it very similar to like you, you know, you, like how you described The Witcher in that, like it's all good. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, but I, w- I would say that it was, my, that'd be my favorite game of the year. You know, as you say that, it, oh, go ahead, Van. I was going to say, we've been raiding now for what, three, three months shy, like static wise on Wednesdays and all that fun stuff. And it, it, I'm just excited this next hour to go raiding as I was, you know, two or three months ago. I think it's kept its its freshness, at least in my opinion, which <clears throat> if anybody's ever been in a static and no matter how much you love the company, it tends to um, dissipate in excitement over time, whereas Become this a one has more a, of a chore. Yeah, exactly. Where this one, I'm, I'm actually excited to get back in there and, and kick the crap out of Oryx. One of the things I think that they did well, and it was something that I, I keep I kept waiting for them to do in Final Fantasy fourteen and they never did, but the gear that you can get from, from Destiny from clearing this content is very cool. Like a lot of the guns as you mentioned feel really different. They have their own abilities. The armor pieces tend to give you very specific new abilities. Yeah. Change your abilities, change the way you play the game. And that I think is is one of the key differentiating factors in a game like Destiny compared to a game like Final Fantasy because Destiny is very hard too. I mean, there's a lot of challenge, and you really had to put in the same kind of time and effort and dedication to clear those high-end content. Like the rewards just seem so much better. And now maybe there's a lot to be desired from the way they do their itemization and their item drops. But but the fact that the items out there are are that much cooler and and are so interesting. And there's pieces that you see and you're like, oh, I really want that weapon or that headpiece or whatever. Like. That's the kind of thing I think that keeps a lot of people playing and keeps you pushing to, to, to beat those challenges, even though, you know, it may be tough and it may take a lot of time. And I feel like that's, that was one of the key things that was lacking for me in 14 is I feel like, what do I really get for clearing this other than saying I cleared it and getting, you know, a marginal increase to my stats on my gear? But no, I mean, well I think Destiny's a good uh, Destiny's a good choice. I mean, I think I think yep. obviously Van, you probably you know were were that had to be a consideration for you as well. It absolutely was. But what did you pick, my friend? Well, that was a consideration along with uh, Metal Gear Five and Fallout Four, and the victor was da, 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 Fallout Four. I played probably cumulatively 
more Metal Gear so far, but my Fallout 4 experience is in its infancy. I'm super excited to see what happens. Um, I ventured out um, quite some distance, but I haven't even explored the entire map yet. Um, but what makes Fallout 4 stand out among the rest is that it's the true RPG to its core, where you have character development and weapon development and, you know, levels and you got your intellect and all that other stuff where you can apply points and unlock skills. And it's, it's just the roaming free play open world game that I've been waiting for for a few years now just to just settle down hunker down and just play the crap out of um really excited about it fall or Far Cry 4 did a really good job of this that was back in 2014 old news um but I'm really looking forward to continuing to play Fallout 4 um for example I got I just unlocked my own private city uh, the city um and I'm able to build my own house and set up my own uh defenses and stuff from travelers who may want to come in and do wrong to my people steal my equipment steal my gear and that alone I spent maybe 20 hours over the weekend just developing and had no urge or desire to get that done quickly just so I could go adventuring it felt like a genuine core part of the game uh, I'm just really excited to see all the stuff that it has to offer and um, I'm so happy I got it for for um, Christmas and can't wait to continue playing and it's already made my my best game of 2015. And can we, yeah. can, we, can we talk about like one of the coolest things about this game and the fact that it was announced at E3 this year? Like, that's when they announced yeah, the game how, was coming out. How do you do that? That is so cool. That's, and like, that's how do you, pretty rare. How do you avoid leaks and how do you yes. get to turn around? I mean, like, obviously they've been developing it for a long time, but, like, that's, that's just right. really cool. That's just such a cool story. Especially with Man, a high-profile, high, uh, high-visibility title. You know, with that, that and no Star Wars spoilers, maybe the world's just getting better at shutting their damn mouth. I believe yeah. that when I see it. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, Van. Maybe you're right. We can all hope. Maybe people <laughs> care about people more now. Hmm. World would be a better place. See, if everyone just played video games, maybe the world would be a better place. If you don't have Fallout 4, go out and get it. It's amazing. I'd say the same thing about Witcher 3, and I'd say the same thing about Destiny Taken King. All, all three, I think, are, are yeah, very high-quality games. All right, uh, we have one more category, uh, kind of the falling action of the podcast, and that's our most anticipated 2016 title. Van, I'm going to start with you this time. What do you like from your most anticipated? What are you looking forward to other than playing Fallout 4 next year? I'm going to play Fallout 4 until Half-Life 3 comes out next year. That's not going to happen. See you in a decade. (laughs) I hope you really like Fallout 4. (laughs) We're going to hold you to that. Um, now I think I've mentioned this before, but my most anticipated game is No Man's Sky. Just the sheer size of the game and the pure sandbox nature in which it seems to be developed um, is extremely enticing to me, and I I can't wait to just f- get in my spaceship, fly around, find a planet that nobody's ever seen before, name it Buffon Booty Player Planet. And then invite my friends over to come see all the the wonders of this beautiful world that I've landed on and establish a base and just mess around. It, it seems really fun to me. And I, I'm speaking with a few other friends of mine who seem to be getting excited about it, which obviously just gets me more excited about it. So I can't wait for it. it comes out um, so far. They don't have a specific date, but they're anticipating June of 2016. And I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Shai, what about you? This was really hard. There, man, there are so many good games coming out next year. But uh, I don't know. At, at some point, I, we've probably have talked about our favorite game of all time. I'm sure we've talked about this. Um, 
But I mean, mine is is Ninja Gaiden by Tecmo Koei when they did it when they released it on Xbox, and so to know that they're coming out with another similar styled action game but based on samurai and it's going to be very much like a dark souls and difficulty um it's called neo and uh i don't know that's definitely the game i'm the most anticipated about i'm concerned because it was announced at e3 and it's got an anticipated release date of 2016 so that doesn't sound very promising but i'm gonna have my hopes up i'm gonna look forward to it and really really hope that it does come out next year in fact all right, fair enough. Uh, for me, uh, while I, I I definitely am very excited for No Man's Sky, that would have probably uh, been a, a close com- competitor for my choice. But uh, I'm going to go with one that I, I hope might win the best indie game of 2016 if we do this next year, and that's a game called Cosmic Star Heroine. It is a uh, an old school 2D uh, like kind of uh, Super Nintendo era RPG that's uh, that's being developed by the team that did um, the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness Penny Arcade games, uh, as well as the uh, people who did games of such fame as Cthulhu Saves the World and Breath of Death 7. Um, if you've played or heard of any of those games, I'm, I'm trying to remember the... Uh, uh, the developer's name, and I'm sorry I should have had that in advance, and I don't, and I am I am a, a terrible podcaster. Let me ask but, you a question then, so you yeah, can look it up while I'm asking you a question. Sure. Um, if you knew definitively that Star Citizen was going to be released in 2016, would that have made your your number one list for most anticipated? It, it wouldn't, unfortunately. And, and Star Citizen is is a game that I backed quite a while ago, and I was very uh, excited about for sure. It's a it's a it's a very, it's got a lot of promise, but uh, and I've been kind of following its development, and, and it's kind of actually starting to get into some of the, the foundations of what I think the game's going to be. And I haven't actually gotten into play, and I do have access as a backer to play like the the, the closed alpha and beta stuff. But um, uh, the problem with Star Citizen for me is is they've kind of gone a direction that that is hard for me to get behind and that's that they it's a game about space travel and and you know kind of star wars as dog fighting in space and they, they've gone a very hyper realistic route which i like but because of that they've made it so that when you're flying your ship you can only have a cockpit view you can't have like a behind the back third person view because they feel like if you're flying the ship you don't get that view right like you can't see that so that's not how you you have to play as if you're the person in the cockpit and for me that's always hard like i've never been any good at flying a ship in space in a cockpit like i can't see anything and right. i'm just no good at it like but I, that's like the, yeah that's where that realism comes in and it, yeah. you're going to have a first person shooter like you don't want some people playing outside yes, while they're exactly. playing inside and that's i get the, why they, they do that i, I completely same understand. with racing and, are, are yeah. you know racing simulations and stuff so yeah a lot a lot a lot of interesting and and i respect the fact that they want to that they hold that 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 simulation aspect that idea that that you're playing a character you're building a character and you have to live this character right like they're not backing off that even though they got some you know some bad publicity about that i think where they where, when they made that decision and said we're not going to offer this to people um, but it, I think it makes it a little, it's made it a little bit harder for me to get excited about it. Cause I just, I don't think I'm going to enjoy playing it as much because of that. So I'm still following it. I still, I still have hopes for it. And I still think it looks like a cool game and I, and I like the direction it's going, but, but that's something like, it's a small thing, but it's, it's this thing that really makes it hard for me. Cause I sure. know like, especially in, in an open world, you know, kind of competitive online game, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to 
do the things that I originally I thought maybe I'd be able to, at least not without a lot of, a lot of work to retrain myself to play yeah. a game like that. I get it. It's like it's like not having invert access for myself. Like it completely oh, ruins yeah. the game. Like completely ruins it. And I think it's very similar. So sorry about that. Didn't mean to take oh, away from your no, thing. I just wanted. To, I was. That was very curious about why Star Citizen didn't make it, considering it this grandiose game yes. that it's supposed to be. Yes, and and yeah, it's it's getting closer every day. Like they're constantly making updates. Uh, but you did give me the time I needed to to tell you that Cosmic Star Heroines being uh, developed by Zeboid Games. Uh, they're very small company. I think just two or three people. Um, and and they, they just I, I I've I've enjoyed their previous games. I have them on Steam. You can get them very cheap on Steam if you if you like those old Super Nintendo era RPGs. And uh, you know they've they've got a, kind of a, a cool sense of humor. They they tend to be able to poke fun at the genre and, and themselves without being too in your face about it. You know a lot of times when people make retro parodies, they they kind of hitch over the head with it a little bit. And I feel like their they, their stuff I've found uh, to be very enjoyable. Uh, and Cosmic Star Heroine is their kind of latest game that they that they developed uh, from a Kickstarter that I was able to back. Um, and it's it's kind of a kind of a, a Chrono Trigger esque game. Like the game kind of has a Chrono Trigger feel to it, which, as you maybe have heard in previous podcasts, I'm something of a fan of Chrono Trigger. So uh, that's something that's due to come out in Q1 of 2016. Uh, it's probably not going to cost more than 10 or 20 bucks on on Steam once it does come out. So even if you didn't back it, uh, something I, I suggest you check out. So I don't know if I ranted to you about cool. Chrono Trigger yet. You know, I picked it up, right? Uh, and I was yeah, playing I think it. So. Yeah. And I was playing it, and, and I got about three hours into the opening stage. I went through this fair. It was really amazing. Yeah. Um, I died, and the game didn't give a fuck. No save, nothing. you got to start from the beginning. And I was like, oh, I miss what? games like you ha- this. You hadn't saved it? Nope. Oh, well, who's I didn't get to a that? save point yet, or unless you can like save by save. just hitting start. Well, you can save on the overworld map. Okay, well, I was still in the carnival messing around. Yeah, that carnival's got a lot to do, doesn't it? That's a yeah, good dude. That stupid dragon killed me. Anyways. Spoiler anyway, alert. Ser- there's no dragon. That's a giant anyway. robotic cat. Anyway. I think alerts. All right. Yeah, that's if, if you haven't played the first five minutes of Chrono Trigger, sorry to ruin it for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> three hours. It's been three no, hours of the Millennial no, the, Fair. It's been out for three no, decades. Uh, now when the Chrono Trigger remake, HD remake comes out, then... Uh... Uh, so that's the funny thing. The Chrono Trigger HD remake would be the same graphics as the original because it's beautiful. Um, okay, we gotta wrap it up. We've gone we've gone a little bit off topic. One maybe one day we'll have a Chrono Trigger podcast. Probably not. I hope so though. Um, if you want to contact the Focus Target podcasters, which is us, um, we invite you to do so. This Focus Target podcast is hosted on iTunes. Uh, there's there's a a comment section there if you want to, you know, do the 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 rating. Of our podcast, we would welcome that. We'd love to see your comments. You can only also reach positive. us. Well, you know, Van only wants to see your positive ones. I want to see all of them. I'm happy with constructive criticism. Uh, even mean uh, comments probably will make me laugh. So I'm good with whatever. Um, Twitter is also where we can be found on at Focus Target on the Twitters. Uh, we can be emailed at focustargetpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a blog, thefocustarget.wordpress.com, Focus Target blog. Uh, it's been fun reviewing 2015 with you all. I'm looking forward to some more podcasts in 2016, gentlemen. Um, so for Focus Target po- Podcast, uh, we'll see you next time. I'm Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Van. As always, covers Porkins. We're out. Mm-hmm.